The following audio is from The Springs Church. More information about The Springs Church is available at thesprings.cc. Good morning, church. Um, I welcome you again. We welcome you. If you're visiting today, we are so blessed that you're here. Um, If you've been here forever and ever, we are so blessed that you're here. I just a second ago was standing at the back and I just was looking around at um, so many new faces, but also dearly loved and familiar faces. And just the joy of being able to worship you, with you, (laughs) and to be able to share your love is it's, it's unbelievable. I'm just so blessed and glad to be here. My name is Celeste Dvorak. Um, this is an unusual month for us because it's February, it's missions month. Um, it's a beautiful time of the year for us here at the Springs, and I'm so glad you're here to be with us today. It's unusual that we focus so much on our missionaries, but it's not unheard of. We do this, we try at least to focus on them all year round. Um, And it's just so good to focus for a short time on God's provision, on what he's done for us as a church and for us as a sending body, and I'm glad to be a part of that. Um, We're gonna highlight a few more works today, and also next week, I hope you'll be here, John Osborne is gonna kind of finish up the month for us. Rick Geyer's gonna help us too um, by introducing us to the 2020 missionaries that we're going to be able to support this year. So it's just, it's a blessing, and thank you for being here. And I wanna start um, by praying and then by reading Ephesians 2, 11 through 22. Father God, we ask your help, we ask your guidance, we ask that you would open our hearts to your word. Lord, help us to remember. Help us not to forget our heritage. Help us to learn again to know what you have done for us. Help us to be your bold people for the peace that you want to bring to this world. I pray that you would give me clear thought and words And may your word be known today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So Ephesians 2, 11 through 22. If you don't have your Bibles with you, it should be here. Good. Um, Therefore, remember. Remember, you who are called Gentiles by birth and uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, but now in Jesus Christ, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of two. Thus, making peace and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace 
to you who were far away and peace to you who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, <laughs> so then you are no longer foreigners and strangers but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as our chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become the holy temple of the Lord and in him you too are being built together becoming a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Amen. <laughs> you can see why we chose this passage for Missions Month for Connected. I can't wait to talk some more about that. Today I want to do three things. I'm going to try to do it quickly, but um, we want to remember our connections with our missionaries. We want to remember who God has connected us to. Um, and then we're going to remember what God has done for us as his community. And we're going to finish up with what that means for us this month, especially, but always. So if you've been here even just for a little while, and maybe even today you've noticed it in our literature um, and around, you've noticed that we as a body do gather, grow, go. You guys know it, right? We gather, we grow, we know. This is what we do around here, and I love this focus for us. I love it that as a church, especially this year, right, Kelly, we're gathering. This is our focus, gathering this year. So our missions um, theme of connected just fits right into this year's focus beautifully. And as a missions team, as we began praying about this month, our team got ex really excited about all the ways God just continued to bring those connections to life for us as a team and we wanted to do that for you. So um, I'm just praying we get that out, we get that message across today. Um, where was I? Okay, oh yeah, we're preparing, we're getting ready, and God is connecting us. Okay, and church, this, I'm sorry, if I look away, it's probably bad. This body, this one piece of God's beautiful body, and I'm gonna get distracted again. Did you guys notice all of the beautiful music that we sang this morning? I hope you are hearing those lyrics and can hear those again. The body, we are the body of Christ. So many times I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna talk about that. Such good music this morning. God has brought us together in this beautiful body, um, and we have a lot to remember. And some of you are, are visitors, and so you don't know this history, and that's okay. And some of you have only been here for a few weeks or a few months, and you don't know this history. So that's why I'm here to remind us. And those of us who've been here for a really long time may have forgotten a lot of this. <laughs> that's what happens. We forget. So I wanted to remind us. First of all, did you all know that as this body, as the Village Church, as Quail Springs Church of Christ, as the Springs Church of Christ, we have had some sort of global missions involvement since 1967. 1967. We have a lot to remember. <laughs> One of the things that we also wanted to do this month was just to make connections for you to help us remember how God has connected us not just to each other or to himself, but to his global church, hence our globe. And just before I talk about some of our servants who are still on the field right now, I want to take a minute just to say that we've also had a missions team of some kind in this body since the mid-1970s. So that's 45 years of this body in some form 
sending, funding, loving missionaries. What a gorgeous legacy that we have. Is Rose here? I know I saw Rose. Where is she? Just wave her hand. I saw her. Where's Rose? There she is. Okay, I'm not trying to embarrass you, Rose. But um, I have to, when I think about our missions team, I have to remember Bill, right? Don't we have to remember Bill Wolf? Bill was one of the, I mean, I think he was the first one. I think he said, we need a missions team. That's been going on since the 70s. And I don't, um, let's see here, uh, is Barbara here? Is Barbara McGinn here? Not today, okay. I have to also remember Fred, because Fred was a, a part of our missions team and such an integral portion of it. Um, and I can't forget to mention Tom Gooch. The Gooches aren't here, are they? Okay, they're gone. But the reason I know half of this stuff is because Tom Gooch is a great historian, and he helped me <laughs> about five years ago write out a brief history of our missions here at the Springs. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> He's so great. And of course, we have John Osborne and so many others who have served on that body. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you to our current servants who are on the missions team, and thank you to those who have done that in the past. What a heritage, what a blessing. And I could probably spend a pretty good amount of time just going through some of our amazing, amazing missionaries who have been and are currently on the field. I'm just going to highlight a few today and um, hope that, like, Ryan Stevenson doesn't ask me to do a class on that or something. If you like history, though, might be good, might be good. Um, so let's just talk about a few, and then next week, like I said, John and Rick will point out some more connections that we have. So on our first Sunday of this month, we talked briefly about the Shreks. We mentioned our Rwandan missionaries, but I just thought I'd put their beautiful faces up there one more time and remind you that Brett and Kelly, Gloria and Moses, the younger ones, Benjamin and Nicholas and their two oldest daughters, you can see in that far picture, um, Natalie and Cassidy, they have been on the field in Rwanda from this church, from this body, for about, ten, no, it's 10 years. They celebrate their 10th year in Kigali this month. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Um, they, they are just a beautiful example of people who have come right up out of these chairs and pews and gone into the world to work. Um, God took them there from here. How about Jamie Boyles? Jamie, we've also highlighted this month, um, she has always said that she could point right to the seat, and if we were in the old building, I really could walk you there, right to the seat where she was <laughs> when God tugged on her heart and sent her to Rwanda. And now Jamie's been working in Rwanda um, through Belay um, and with Do Hope, um, for nine years, I believe she's been gone for nine years. If you don't know about Jamie's work, please go to our website. Just click on a few things there and find Jamie. It's amazing. And how about this church? This body has sent the Jenkinses, the Hickson family, the Linden family, the Shreks, and Jamie to Kigali to do his work. It just blows my mind the legacy that we have to support and to love. 
All right, next one. <laughs> I'm, I'm hurrying. Um, I don't have an exact date, but sometime in the mid-90s, um, the Quail Springs, Quail Springs assumed the support for both the Rorcassies and the Brazzles. And what a rich and wonderful partnership that has been. 30 years they've been in Germany give or take. <laughs> and, oh, I should say, if you're watching this morning, <laughs> Roar Cassies, we love you. We're thankful that you are safe. Um, just an update for you guys, the Roar Cassies are still in California, but they're about to be um, let out of quarantine, I think, on Tuesday, and then they will return to Germany on Friday. So we're very thankful for that, and we ask your continued prayers for the Roar Cassies and for their daughter, Julia, who's still in Wuhan, China. So please pray for them all. We love Don and Cindy and the example that they have set for us. And our family was blessed to be able to go in 2015 on a Let's Start Talking trip. And we really began our super connection, our family, the Dvoraks, with the um, Rorcassies because, well, we slept in their dining room for three weeks. <laughs> and the next summer they came to our house and, and slept in our guest room, and we've been doing that, really, for the last few years, and are blessed to have that connection as a family to them. And wasn't it great to see Paul and Carol this morning on that video showing their love and their service with those beautiful people in Antwerp? Again, we have, have been connected to this ministry for 30 years now. It's amazing and beautiful, and what a blessing. You can see one of our youth teams up there. I'm sorry, can you guys find yourselves up there? There's a few of you in that picture. You can see our youth there, and what a blessing that God has opened up that door for our youth to be able to go and make connections. And we've done that two times now with the Brazzles in Antwerp, and that is a beautiful thing. And you know what, church? We want you to go too. We want you to go and either visit or work or serve and find a way to connect to all these beautiful missionaries that God has given us. And you know what happens when we go? We come back changed. And the next slide is of um, the Whitmires, and they are an amazing example of going and coming back and then going some more. <laughs> because their family, Paul always tells this beautiful story of their family going to Honduras um, on a couple of different go mission projects and then coming back and just feeling like we have to do more. We have to do something else. And now, of course, God has put them in that cross and crown neighborhood um, for over 20 years. It's amazing, and wasn't it beautiful last week to hear from Paul and to witness his tender heart for what God has done. I want my heart to be so tender for God's work and for his people. God has done great things in the Cross and Crown neighborhood and continues to do that through Paul and Suzanne and their family and through the others that serve there and through you because you go there. Thank you. And I've probably spent too much time on this history, so I'm gonna move on. But I, like I said, I could, I could talk more about that. But just like the early church in Ephesus needed reminding from Paul, so do I. So let's go back to our passage for today. And I think it's important to note that this first bit begins with the very first command in Ephesians. In this letter, he says, therefore, remember. The very first command in this book. And therefore, I hope that you will remember 
Not just a hope, but do it, remember. And I hope that you were here last week when Kelly started us off in Ephesians 1, and I thank Kelsey for bringing us back to Ephesians 1 today. Because the beginning of Ephesians, chapter one, and the beginning of chapter two, really brings us so beautifully to this fact. And it reminds us that we have redemption in Christ's blood, and that redemption brings us unity in Christ. We've got all this grace, and it's not of our doing, it's of Christ's blood, and this is our hope. And I think Kelly said last week, and Kelsey again today, that God is uniting all things. He is connecting us. Look at verse 12. Remember, remember, (laughs) that at that time you were separated from Christ. Remember, Celeste, you have been separated. There's also this bit about being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. I love the translation that my husband helped me with, estranged from the community of Israel. Remember, Hagen, that you have been estranged. Yeah, you've been separated. We could say, to, we could say strangers or outsiders but we now have the covenant of promise, having no hope without God in the world. You know I had to call him out. (laughs) I had to. My dad's here today. I think I probably got called out a lot when I was a kid, so there it is, brother. Remember, (laughs) oh, he knows better. All right, it just got real. Okay, I'm moving on, sorry. Hey, remember, Ben, you've been outside the community, but now you're in. Remember, Kelly, you've been without hope. Verse 13 should bring us all to this amen. But now, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Remember, June, I know she's over there. Remember, June that you were once far off, but now you're here. You are here. That song that Brett introduced us to this morning, Brett and Laura, I don't know where they are, but so beautiful, he has delivered us from death, straight from the Psalms. And as I've been preparing for this, and as we've been preparing as a missions team, several images just kept popping up in my head, and one, Kelly actually used last week about where's my piece of this puzzle? How do I fit? When we're talking about connecting, we talk about fitting. And so we're gonna come back to that. What's my piece of the puzzle? But the other is this tiny little piece of refrigerator art, and I'm really sorry, Sydney. I actually didn't know she was gonna be here today (laughs) when I thought about this, but this little piece of art my daughter drew, and it reminds me every day that I am loved. Isn't it the cutest? (laughs) I love that so much. It's gonna forever be on my refrigerator. It reminds me, this is the other image that just keeps popping in my head. Do you see where she fits? Do you see that? You fit. You fit right here. Okay, who's seen the movie Cheaper by the Dozen? I know, it's old. Oh, not very many. I'm sorry. Okay, a couple. There they are. Now they're admitting it. (laughs) 
It's like Bonnie Hunt and um, Steve Martin. It's a really great movie. Um, but basically, they've got lots of kids. And that one kid is like, I just don't fit. Where do I fit? And Bonnie Hunt grabs him in her arms. And she says, you fit. You fit right here. When I see that, that's all I think of. I think, you fit. <laughs> You fit right here. And I think about how God is always doing this, gathering us, uniting us, bringing us in. I love that little thing. But you know, church, it's not about fitting in. It's, re it's really not. It's about being a member of God's community because he's pulled us from this to this. He has formed us into his dwelling. Let's go on to 14 through 17. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one. And I won't read it all again, but let's just look at this language in here. He's abolished the commandments, separated that dividing wall. He's created in himself one man from two. He's reconciled us. Just listen to it. He's come, brought us together, and brought peace, the peace that unifies us. He says, remember, you were far off, but now you are here. This peace that unifies us in our faith, in the Prince of Peace, in the Messiah, we are the community, the expanded community of Israel. Again, so many of our songs this morning fit this just so beautifully, and I love it. I love this bit, and this is really why we chose this. All of this connecting language should just bring us the greatest joy and peace. Let's move on to 19. The word says, consequently, but I love to use the language, so then. So then, you are no longer outsiders and foreigners, but fellow community members. And let's just look at the language in 21 and 22. Look at the language of being built up into a temple. Look what God has done. He's built in himself a dwelling place of God. This language of so then is so important for us. And that's where we're gonna move to next, finally. So what? So then, so what? And you might be asking yourself, yeah, Celeste, so what? Move on. Well, I was, this morning, I woke up, I don't know, it was 5 a.m., and just, bing, eyes open, and God said, so what? So what? So I got out of bed, and I said, okay, so what, God, what is it? He woke me up with that question, so what? And I had to be real honest with myself for a few minutes. <clears throat> but maybe this is not just my story. Maybe this is some of your story, too. We all are very different in our faiths, in our walk, in the way that God has brought us to this body just today, just this morning, maybe. But I wonder if anybody else has maybe forgotten a little bit what being outside of the community feels like. I mean, I grew up in the community. My dad is a preacher. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> um, my mom has always is exemplified for me what it is to be a woman of Christ. 
always. And this morning, because she was in my house, I could walk right into the bathroom and say, pray for me. And she did. She laid her hands on me, and the Spirit just calmed me right down. That's the legacy of faith that I have, and I am so blessed by it. Don't hear me saying that I take that for granted, because I don't. I grew up in that, and I'm so blessed. And you know, if, if I was sitting back there right now, I'd probably just text Hagen, I'm calling him out again, and say, shh, be quiet. But my mom would just snap her fingers, okay? No texting back then. She would just snap her fingers and give me that look. This one, I see you. <laughs> I'm blessed by that. I'm okay with that, that's my story. Your story is different. But I wonder if anybody else has that same feeling of, well, I've kind of always been here. Some of you guys, I've watched since you were itty bitty. You've always been here. So what's it really like to be outside of the community? We may have forgotten. So I hope today that you will remember, if you've forgotten, that you were here and God put you here. I hope that you remember or just be made aware that you could be outside and be drawn into this community of Christ. Not just this body, but God's global community. So now to finish, we have to not just ask, so then, so what? We have to say, remember. And as members of God's community, we are to bring honor to God. So what does that look like? Well, I honor him through my obedience. And sometimes that's not perfect, but I get up and I try again. And I honor him through my love for you and for God's global community. And we honor him with our unity. This is what it looks like. This is the so what. And Paul takes the rest of Ephesians really to tell us, to lay it out. He says, be holy. He says, be a light. He says, parents and children, work together. He says, husbands and wives, become one flesh. He talks to us about being of light. And as children of light, this is, this is the so what. This is what we do. And I want to finish with Paul's words to us in Ephesians 6, 19. He says, pray for me. Pray for me that whenever I open my mouth, words will be given to me so I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Paul ends it so beautifully. And church... That's what I'm praying for all of us today. Let's speak like we remember what God has done for us. Let's walk in this community, in this small bit of God's family, as if we remember what God has taught us about love and unity. And let's reflect the glory of God. And in doing so, may we fearlessly fearlessly make known the gospel.